Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to March 1st. March 1st. Hard to believe, isn't it? Hey, we've got uh, a lot of stuff's been happening. We've, uh, another vaccine coming out. That's got to be helpful to the economy. Uh, we've got some, some earnings coming out, all kinds of stuff coming on. So you want to make sure that you stay tuned to Dave and mine's conversation about what's happening in the marketplace. And remember, that what's really and truly important is how much risk you have in your current portfolio. My question to you is, do you know what your risk number is? And do you know how much risk you currently have in your portfolio? If not, you need to give us a call at 863-382-0037 or go to our website, statlerfinancial.com and schedule your financial x-ray right there. Hey, Dave's up next. Looking forward to our conversation this morning. Pop Nouveau and Morning Dave here. It's eight thirty-eight twenty-two now before nine. Not that one. That one there. Time check in on your money. I could play Reveille because we really need to wake things up. It's a slow news day on Wall Street. Let's find out what's going on. Head down to the offices of Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring, where Philip Statler has braved the traffic and is busily at work this morning. Or were you smart and stayed at home? Nope, nope. I got here. Uh, I'm at the office, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't as bad this morning. So uh, not, maybe everybody's figuring it out. <laughs> it could be. I, I got to tell you, when you slow down Highlands Avenue, it really does mess up traffic for every way into downtown. I'm glad they're figuring out their alternative routes this morning. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, because that is uh, that's pretty important, and uh, because it it was it was costing me some time there, but uh, seemed to seemed to be a lot smoother this morning. Much better, much better. Setting the table for the morning, we had one of those mixed bags that was kind of dominated by bloodbath on Friday. Dow continued to fall. We're all kind of figuring it was the interest rate uh, hassles going on on bonds, but the Dow was down by 470 points on Friday. NASDAQ eked out a 73-point gain, but the Standard & Poor's was off by another 18 points, making it a resoundingly uh, crummy week on Wall Street. Kind of brings us to the weekend headlines And the big headline was they approved for emergency distribution the Johnson & Johnson one-dose COVID vaccine, which means we're going to have three on the market. But you got a tidbit out this morning. They can approve the vaccine, but they might have trouble filling the bottles, huh? Well, I think they got some already already filled. But there is a company called Catalina, and they're a pharmaceutical technology company, and they've been struggling with some some issues with their production. So what they do is – They're the folks that fill the vaccine vials for both Johnson & Johnson and Moderna. And so they're having some issues with this automation, which means they're having to hand check these vials before they go out the door. Um, So I'm thinking that may slow down the process, and and that's not going to be good for our vaccine folks. Not for the morale of the people waiting for vaccines either. I mean, the county's just ramping up to four days' worth of inoculations this week. If in four or five weeks when the uh, supply chain gets to the end and we all of a sudden say, whoops, we're short, I don't think I want to be on the receiving end of the public hue and cry after that. Me, and me either. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, they get this issue fixed. And, uh, of course, I don't know how long they've been dealing with it either. But, but that's uh, just a headline that came across my ticker. And I thought, well, you know, that's interesting because that could be problematic for those two companies. Yeah, and it's on the uh, on the top of a lot of people's minds, obviously. I'd alluded at the outset to uh, 
primarily it was just the interest rate of the bond upset going on that prompted us to go down on Friday. Is, uh, do you concur that I'm guessing right that was the uh, cause of the tanking on the Dow? It's really the only thing that uh, that we can see there is that it had started heading back up. So uh, we're, we're getting some relief today. It's heading back down, which is helping the futures kind of rebound a little bit from Friday. Yeah, bond rates are falling really quite precipitously. We hadn't had a run-up last week. I'd say looking at an eight-basis point drop in the 30-year bond would be bad news. But after the run-up last week, it's kind of neat to see it get back into stability again. And it does seem to be contributing some green ink today because the macro news from the economy is pretty slow for a Monday morning. Uh, Mid-morning, we're going to end up getting some construction spending numbers and a manufacturing ISM report that will show us how the factories and the home building industry is going. But early on, we're mostly just uh, trading off of rumors and international trends this morning, I'd wager. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the big news I saw coming out this week is Wednesday, we do have the ADP number coming mm-hmm. out. So that one w- is always an interesting number that, that uh, kind of floats out there. Yeah, we're going to get driven by employment news this week. ADP on Wednesday, the usual claims number on Thursday, and then that official unemployment rate from the federal government report that comes out on Friday which you know, always drives the market more than it has a right to since we discovered, what, about a year ago that that monthly number from the federal government really reads mid-month to mid-month from the month before. But, boy, it's going to carry a lot of weight this time around, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, because it's, uh, you know, we saw some uh, over the weeks, we saw the unemployment numbers on Thursdays kind of hit and miss. So it's going to be interesting to see what that number actually targets out at. Absolutely. There are a few reports that are starting the morning out, and I think they come from some trouble industries as well. But uh, you did mention that one of the big energy companies doesn't affect us, but NRG Energy, one of the privately held regulated utilities, put out their report. Looks to me, judging by the pre-market trading, they had some good news. Yeah, they they did. They uh, they had better than expected profit and revenue for the last quarter. Um, they also came out and said, you know, the extreme weather in Texas, because that's, I guess, one of their main hubs, um, mm-hmm. it's not going to affect their annual guidance. So they said that that extreme weather was within their guidance numbers. Um, so I think that's probably a, a good thing for them. Uh, they are trading up. They, they got to be a big winner today, Dave. They're up almost 12%. Yeah, they were big. I guess, I guess some of those $10,000 power bills they sent out contributed to the bottom line, huh? Uh, yeah, let's hope they can collect it. <laughs> I think the word fat chance comes to mind. How about you? Yeah, yeah, those are some pretty big bills. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about travel, um, and, and there's still obviously that industry still getting beat up. And so we had the Hilton Grand Vacation Clubs report. Mm-hmm. They're the timeshare uh, company, and they're a separate company than, than the Hilton Hotel Group. Um, they, they divided several years back. And so they had a wider than expected loss. Revenue was below forecast. So they got kind of that double whammy. Um, but here's what's kind of good, though. They are seeing some progress, right? They said that 85% of their properties are now open and operating. And so that's some good news. I mean, early on, Dave, they were trading down like 2.5%. They've mm-hmm. really made a big swing. Uh, they're up 5.5% right now. Wow. Yeah, just me going out on a limb and guessing, but I would assume 
that the timeshare business might be one of the earlier ones in the vacation industry to recover since those are kind of sort of single family items that they sell and that they rent out. So I, I would kind of work on the presumption that it'd be a bellwether for the vacation industry's recovery. Well, yeah, that and the people are already paying for them, right? It's not like it's it's you have to go out and spend extra money. You've already paid for those units, so um, but, you know, so that hopefully those will those will benefit from uh, people. It's the sales that probably have been off because people aren't mm-hmm. going there and getting. Um, uh, well, I don't know how to say it nicely. You, you know, sold a new timeshare. Those free vacation with a pitch for the price tag. Pitches. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I would just assume that at the very least it'd be a desirable segment of the industry because you're able to keep more separation up at a timeshare than you can at a big hotel. Uh, that, that's true, but they have a lot of common areas, you know, still, and they have a lot of, they still change over on a weekly basis, maybe not on a daily basis, but still a lot of common areas um, and restaurants and that kind of stuff that will still obviously get affected. Oh, yeah, a lot of the same challenges. Other indications that you see this morning to start the week out? So we had another uh, company report, and, and you know, they're, they're not really a big household name. Berkshire Hathaway, uh, they reported. Uh, they uh, they had a 23% increase in their fourth quarter profits. Wow. Yeah, uh, pretty good. They actually bought back uh, last year in 2020. They bought back $25 billion in stock. And, uh, and Buffett said that they, uh, they still have ample cash uh, for opportunities that might arise. And, you know, they have two classes of shares. They have their A share and their B share. Um, their, their B share um, is trading up right now 2.6%. Um, and so that's, uh, that's on their news. Now, let me just, you know, some people don't realize that there's two classes of stock for Berkshire. Their class A shares are only $364,580 per share. Oh, hey, let's chip in and buy a few shares. <laughs> I, I got 20 bucks in my pocket. I'll buy. <laughs> yeah. Talking about the high price stocks, I think that's probably got to be the highest price stock there is. It, it's, it's legendary, I know. And it's kind of good to see the company uh, showing, uh, showing an uptick. As, uh, Buffett's kind of had some of the bloom come off his rose for the last couple of years as they've been relatively flat by Berkshire Hathaway standards. Yeah, and of course, their big increase is because the stock market had such a big run last year that that's really the, fueled that uh, that increase. Oh, understood. Uh, resetting the table, it was uh, still the bloodbath continued on the Dow on Friday, down 470 points. The NASDAQ was really the only bright side in a Friday that otherwise kind of sort of was crummy by best definition. 45 minutes before we open this week, Philip, what are we looking at so far to start March out? Well, you know, Dave, maybe, just maybe we can have a positive week this week because last week was not positive, right? All the indexes actually ended up negative last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dow was down almost 2%. The NASDAQ was down 5%. And Ooh. the S&P was down 2.5% last week. So pretty substantial. So I got good news this morning. We are bouncing off of those. Uh, we've got the Dow up uh, 1.1%. We've got the S&P 500 up almost 1.1%, and we've got the NASDAQ up almost 1.2%. 
And then let's just throw in the Russell 2000 because it's up almost uh, a little over one and three quarter percent this morning. So a lot of good news on the index front. Commodities, hey, they're doing okay too. We've seen silvers up 2%, still below $27 an ounce though. Gold's up a third of a percent. And we've got crude oil up almost nine tenths of a percent to 62.04 a barrel right now. Ah, shucks, over that 62 number again. I like yep. cheering for it to go down. Uh, Asian rim markets at the close this morning early on were kind of following up on our Friday. They were off precipitously by 2% or more in some cases. Halfway through their trading day, Europe is looking over on our side of the pond and saying, hey, cool, they fixed it. Uh, they're all up by over a percent so far through the day. Uh, it's one of those times, Philip, where you and I can't always explain why things go where they're going. All we could give is an educated guess. Don't do educated guesses when your retirement's at stake. How do I find you to control my own risk? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037. They can check out our website, and that's at statlerfinancial.com. We've got a link to these radio shows. We've got a link to our schedule, too, to get a, to get a hold of us. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And back again here tomorrow morning, same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you tomorrow, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Looking forward to it. Thank you. You too, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Welcome to March 1st. Hope you had a great weekend, and I hope your week is off to a great start. Hey, I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye now.